Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. What's up, everyone? And welcome to another special episode of IndiePod, where we get to talk to the people behind some of our favorite indie games. Today, we have Lee Hamoud, the developer behind the upcoming title known as Psychoverse City. Thanks for joining. Hey, hey, Josh. Thanks for having me. Hey, hey, indeed. I'm glad you make it. Uh, glad you made it because yeah. after looking at this game, I'm I'm excited. It looks like a blast. Like I'm I'm ready to dive a little bit deeper, know a little bit um, more. But yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm super glad you liked it. Yeah, I'm, I'm super. Yeah, glad. it looks very interesting, and I love the art style to it. Um, but before mm-hmm. we get into the game, I always like to start this off with just getting to know the people behind the games, and you okay. seem to have. Uh, an interesting background. Uh, so let's let's hear a little bit about you. How'd you get into games? So I'm Lee. I'm the studio lead at Studio Leap Games. It's a bit of a play on words here. This is the first time I'm trying it, right? So like, there's that. And um, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm working on Psychoverse City, and I'm based in Beirut, Lebanon. And uh, yeah, like I got in, into games like a couple of years back. Uh, back in 2015, 2016, or 2015, right? And so I saw back at the time Unreal Engine 4 becoming free. And I was like, you know what? I like free stuff. And I also want to get into game dev since I've been trying to do that for so long, right? Uh, yeah. So I got into that. And uh, ever since, it's been a roller coaster of a lot of emotions. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, <laughs> everyone loves free stuff. It's definitely true. Tell me, what did you do before? uh you you tried the whole uh game dev idea so i was in high school at the time right so uh, yeah yeah yeah. so so back then i was in high school i literally was fading pretty much almost every subject because i was way too busy like thinking about hmm i want to play a lot of games and i want to make a lot of games right so (laughs) um Yeah. yeah like it started from there i did end up enrolling into university and majoring in film but then I dropped out because oh. I was like, you know what? I want to continue doing game dev. And that's when, during that time, I started con- conceptualizing Psychoverse City as well and having, you know, weird concepts and uh, it morphed into this weirder version and then it became now, right? Uh, back then. So, um, yeah. 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 That's, well, okay. That's good. I mean, it's nice to know that you, you had a plan kind of early on and you started to stick with it. Um, yeah, but that you, all went off rail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's okay. Every adventure can be a little bumpy, right? It yeah. doesn't have to be a straight shot. Right, um, yeah. But that being said, you mentioned that early on, that was kind of what conceptualized Psychoverse City. Is this your first like uh, major project that you started working on? Or were there other like, you know, little pieces or things that you did before this? 
So before then, I just made a couple of mobile games that I released on the store like silently, and I barely mm. mentioned it to anyone except friends and family because they were so bad to the point that I would be <laughs> like, ah, I'd be ashamed to share that, right? But yeah, during yeah. the course of development of Sacroversity, I did end up involving with a whole lot of uh, other projects, which is obviously why like it's taking so long at the same time, right? But yeah. uh, a lot of projects from game jams to freelances to involving with other ga indie game studios. And I would label myself in that, in that regard as a technical designer in that sense. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you mentioned that you are part of, was it Leap Studio? Am I getting that correct? Yeah, yeah Studio Leap, right? So the Studio whole point Leap. Was like, yeah, yeah. No, Leap okay. with a P at the end, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So like the whole point was like, I'm Lee, I'm the Studio Lead and Studio Leap. Oh, right? that's that good. You know, sense, it's, right? it's funny when you first, when you first said the Studio Lead, I had that corny joke in my head and I wanted to pull it. So it sounds uh -huh. like you're already one step ahead of me here. Um, <laughs> What, so you mentioned being a part of that studio, right? Are you a, a, a solo dev, though, on this project? Or do you have multiple people helping you out? So it started off as a solo developer. And so as me, as a solo developer, as me, right? And so over yeah, yeah, yeah. the years, uh, picked up a bit of finance from here and there, picked up a bit of funds from here and there, and started hiring a bit of contracts. Uh, contractors uh, here and there, right? But it's never been like a full-time dedicated team working on it on full-time. And I think to mention as well, like there has never been a point where I was actually working on it properly full-time, whether because of mm. other gigs and or, or because of like living situation or living conditions because uh, residing in Lebanon, right? But right. my plan right now, one of the um, preferred plans, even though I'm aware that <laughs> plans can go super off rails, is that um, we're trying to pick up some quite some funds right now to expand to a much larger team to dedicate to, to actually dedicate full time on it and just get to the finish line and ship it to the world finally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. How how long then uh, would you say you've been working on this game? Because it's it's so, been part time, so it's it's kind of hard to to estimate, really. But yeah, like it's never been like um, you know every from nine to five sort of thing. There's been right. some periods of time, but to answer that, like the first concept concept was back in 2016, 2017. Um, yes, it's been some time. Yeah, it's been some time, and then back then it wasn't even this. It wasn't that much of the same game, right? So it kept right. changing and changing and changing. So that's. Uh, that's the sort of the journey as well. But then at the same time, I'm like, okay, I, I got to move on. I have other games I would like to work on, right? <laughs> so yeah, but, yeah. Uh, there's always been that sort of, uh, uh, what do you call it? That rubber band effect that whenever I try to you know push it away, not finish it, uh, I go back to it because I'd like to finish it because there's a lot of more stuff that I'd like uh -huh. to do with it. But within the... Um, within the scope or within the mentality of a business developer slash producer, because that wasn't the case two years back, right? Back then right. I was like, I'll just make, you know, I'll just implement this feature. I'll just do that. I'll just add some grappling hook here. Right. But now it's more like, no, we've got a timeline, we've got a budget and we have to finish it within those resources. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about that. First off, how many people are, are part of this, this team now? So right now we're I'm back to solo solo okay. right but okay. we're probably gonna be expanding to uh, at least uh, seven or eight or uh, 
yeah, a minimum of like five, let's say. Uh, yeah, yeah. By the time we get, hopefully we get the funds and I wouldn't necessarily call them either sort of full time, but yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Um, I'm, I'm interested. I, I don't know if the listeners will be interested, but I'm just curious uh, yeah. to, to hear honestly, like what are the, the, the type of steps that you would take or the ways that you're looking to get funding, you know, like what, what are an indie devs options when it comes to this? Right. Yeah. So, so, um, just go on, knock on their door and ask for a million dollars. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> really? Um, you could do that? I want to do that. Yeah. I, I'll show you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like essentially it's, it gets quite deep because it's literally a full-time position by itself doing that process of getting funded and talking yeah, to a imagine. lot of parties. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But the usual process, I would say the generalized process is that you have a game, uh, you've got a vertical slice or, or a demo you want to prepare, and then you got to mm-hmm. prepare a lot of other documents such as budget, pitch deck, uh, timeline production, game design documentation, t- technical uh, documentation as well. And then you start approaching uh, publishers and investors based on your on the type of game that you are, right? So like if you're right. making a RPG uh, yeah, like an RPG open world, you wouldn't approach a mobile publisher, right? Because that's just right, a waste right, of right. Time, right? Um, and then talks go start from there. A lot of them, a lot of publishers come in and be like, hey, th- your game is cool, but our portfolio is filled for the next year, so we can't put you include that. Other publishers uh-huh. would be like, you know, we just don't fund that amount. Maybe less, maybe more, you know? So it becomes quite, um, quite the back and forth. And then yeah, it's a lot of negotiations. Yeah, yeah. And one thing to take in mind is that it takes a whole lot of time, right? It <laughs> takes ages for it to happen. Uh, so, right. like, if for any developer who's listening, you know, like, if you're planning for a publisher deal, put a timeline of at least like three, four months until you actually get the deal. Right, right. Yeah. And if you do yeah. it, right? Hopefully you will. Whoever's listening, <laughs> hopefully you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm sure it's a little bit of a struggle. Um uh, but yeah. it it's also one of those things where like you you want to find the right publisher too as much as yeah. like you know, you you need the the cash or the funding obviously. There's mm-hmm. a little bit of a a partnership there that you don't want to just get anyone, right? Right, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. That's at the end of the day, um there's a lot of cases where uh, sort of indies end up signing a deal that isn't actually beneficial for them as much as they're getting funded because of the way the terms are. But, you know, when you're working with more, when you're consulting with senior levels or when you're, you know, always talking to other developers, always talking to other publishers, you'll know what the standard terms and, you know, what publishers are the best for you and so on. But like at the end of the day, it's sometimes it's not just, it's not about your game that doesn't fit with them or it's just not your game is not good or not. It's just, there's so many factors right there's so many circumstances and factors that you don't end up getting that publishing deal so keep working on that game don't stop yeah (laughs) yeah i so i'm i'm going down a rabbit hole a little bit here but i'm no worries yeah i'm really i'm really interested in in one of the comments that you just mentioned of you know if you've been here uh and you talk to the right people you've talked to developers you talk to these senior levels you'll kind of get that industry standard Mm -hmm. um how did how did you learn that that industry standard or like how did you get a feel for um 
understanding what is, you know, the, the normal terms as far as what you should be looking for? Was it just uh, repetition and, and, you know, getting out there or was there a resource you use? Like, how do you know that so, you're not getting screwed over per se? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I would say there's two sides of it. Of course, the first one is you personally going to talk, going and approaching people and ask them, DMing them slightly. DMing them or, you know, emailing them, even though you don't know each other personally, but you just go for it, you know. And the second side of things is that um, there's, especially recently, especially during the pandemic, there's been a huge increase of amount of um, resources on the business development side of things. Uh, I should hmm. mention that this is a probably a good time as well to mention that my studio is also is also part of the Dutch Game Garden Incubation Program, which is like a fantastic, fantastic incubation program to in mentorship on the business of the uh, uh, on the business side of development on the business side of game development. So I definitely right. would like to credit some of that uh, knowledge towards that uh, program. And but on the other yeah. hand, when you we're not in a incubation or incubator or facilitator or accelerator or so on there's tons and tons of resources uh, such as at the indie game business uh, on youtube channel on discord server there's a whole lot of twitter threads that happen once in everyone once in a while talking about you know publishing and funding and so on reddit posts a lot of good stuff every once in a while you know the smaller ones where people where devs talk about their own experiences and so on and so right Across time, I sort of realized how dumb I am when I started approaching publishers two years back. <laughs> yeah. So like two years back or three years back, that it's, it's been quite some time. But then back then I was, you know, fully focusing on Zachary's. I was like, hey, uh, give me 10K and I'll finish the game. Right. And then I'm, yeah. I'm thinking about it right now. 10K. Are you fucking dumb? Because like 10K <laughs> would burn in a single day, in a single month. Sorry. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, it's just a matter of uh, reading, talking, learning, and actually seeing, it would be very, very beneficial if you can actually see the contracts themselves. Right, right. Right, but that's a bit hard to gain. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, a little bit a little bit of research, a little bit of just kind of knowing uh, the right actually people. getting your feet yeah. wet. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. All right, sounds good. Uh, I don't, uh, thank you for the background and, and you know, uh, indulging me in yeah, the rabbit hole no that I took. Um, but I think it's time that we uh, take a step back and talk about the actual game itself, yeah. Psychoverse City. Uh, mm. For those who don't know anything about it, uh, tell me a little bit of you know how you'd sell it to someone. <laughs> okay, well, do you want the uh, the professional way or do you want the one-liner way where it's the easiest way to, to sell? I'll just I go for both. the second one. I want, okay, I want uh, both. Okay, well, the, I'll, go, I'll go for the second one very quick. Well, basically, Psychoverse City, it's, it's basically Murray's Edge on Mushrooms. That's it. That's literally yeah. it. Or, or, or yeah. Peter Parker or Mushrooms, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. I like it. Pizza time. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, but the profe- uh, but like, you know, the casual, the more casual way would be like, it's a first-person gravity-shifting platformer in, a, in, an, in an ever-evolving cityscape and accompanied by dynamic music, uh, accompanied by dynamic music pretty much. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's a lot of things going on, uh, which... Not in the sense that oh it's a it's a big game, but more like very catered type of design that I would love to share anytime soon once we have a bit more you know footage once we have a bit more uh, development going on. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's coming out next year on well I wouldn't uh, not too sure about that maybe maybe next year <laughs> maybe PC. next year trying trying for next year <laughs> tried yeah <laughs> or the Hopefully. year after 
Uh, yeah, yeah, that makes and sense. we're also trying to get it on VR at this point. Oh, that would be but, cool. Yeah, yeah right. But I could you probably see, get a I could see for that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I could, I could definitely see that being a good place uh, for mm-hmm. the VR world. It would be, um, but like, if Josh, if you ever buy it on on VR, I'll send you a free bucket. I'll ship you a free bucket. Just yeah, so yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. I I talk <laughs> about this a lot. Ever since I hit about thirty um recently i i cannot play certain games because i just get motion sickness oh that sucks um and it's and it's like ones that don't make sense to me it's like old school doom or duke nukem games Mm -hmm. like the movement from that kind of just make me nauseous yeah Mm -hmm. like make me nauseous after an hour and so i don't have a vr headset and i i really want one because i want to play a bunch of games that i'm super excited for but i don't want to spend like 300 dollars to then Mm -hmm. find out i get disgustingly nauseous from playing them (laughs) i'm very nervous i'm very nervous about that but that being said um i'm sure there's a lot of people who who would be really into it who don't have my uh predicament uh yeah, yeah. but Psychoverse city the the actual game like thinking you know not about the vr part i i yeah. think it looks really cool the you you mentioned it mm-hmm. it's it's got the soundtrack that's accompanying it which i think is great from the the small amount that i've heard so far um mm-hmm. it's got these trippy visuals it goes in that whole like on mushrooms style mm-hmm. which i think is great um but one of my my favorite things you know about this in general is just that that environment but also this um like like vhs tape setting like old mm-hmm. school like uh you know rewind and pause feature which seems right. to be in there yeah what inspired that uh just this aesthetic so i would say so it started off as a like just a purely synthwave sort of uh style back in like 2018 because that's when it got super popular synthwave with you know on youtube everyone was trying to make youtube playlists of synthwave and then uh-huh, it morphed uh-huh. slowly into that, um, uh, into that synthwave, but also that extra layer of VHS. And that's and the reason for that was because I felt like there needed to be just a bit more layer of interaction that would also beneficial benefit me on the long term. Even though mm-hmm. I don't know what will it will benefit me, but I felt like there is a lot of things to explore from there. Especially that back then there wasn't a lot of VHS type sort of game uh games but now there is there's quite an abundance uh Uh but like when it comes to sort of adding the vhs aesthetic there's a lot of things to explore like you said such as the mechanics behind it you know they're slow the slow forwarding the fast forwarding the rewinding and the game juice right so uh a lot of the noise and um uh, the VHS noise and the VHS artifacts happen whenever based on what happens uh, during the game. But and uh, on top of that, most important thing, uh, which I didn't mention by the way up to, up until now, that the narrative is also binded through that aesthetic. So essentially, yeah. So essentially, there is the the currently we're, we're it's still in the early stages, but imagine you, you know those like. VH voice commentators or voiceovers back in the 80s ads, the over the top ones, the corny ones that say, yeah, Hey, yeah, buy yeah. this, uh, buy this cool television or whatever, or checkpoint, right? So basically, right, we right. Have, we're gonna yeah, have that. some big energy back then, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're basically gonna have that sort of, um, uh, what do you want to call it? Um, a kind of narration, yeah. 
yeah, so that satire comedic narration by an over-the-top uh, voice commentator uh, in the lines of super, in the narrative wavelength of super hot and portal, right? Right, um, right. So there's yeah. you, and then there is another person who is that person. It's that commentator, and so mm-hmm. that also plays out a lot with a lot of things. So, for example. Um, that commentator is essentially a director of, of the tape because basically you are inside of VHS tape and you're you're aware of that because you're filming a a, a tape, right? And so <laughs> okay. uh, and so the director of that tape is commanding you to give you like sort of um, instructions or what to do or they would arbitrarily modify the level based on what they want, right? So that there's, there's that uh-huh. dynamic going on. Um, and so one of the cool things is that whenever you finish up a level, it's rewind the, the director assumingly rewinds you right from the back to the beginning of the game, right back to the beginning of the level, but the level mm. changes right in front of you when you play the next level. So in a way, the entire game is stringed together by a bunch of levels, uh, ah. uh by a bunch of levels between them. There is rewind after rewind after rewind. So there's that sort of nonstop adrenaline, uh, running, uh, uh, parkour, fast-paced gameplay uh, with, all, gotcha. you know, the fl- with a sprinkle of, you know, satire narrative and so on. I like what I just, I didn't, I don't, <laughs> uh, I, I want to say something like, I'm literally improvising a lot of my ideas right now because um, we've been having these discussions a lot, but it ha- still yeah. hasn't, uh, it still hasn't sort of um, cemented, technically speaking. Uh <laughs> So we it's it's good. We might be getting a little bit of context here that shifts in the year or so while you're developing is kind of what you're saying. Sort of, right? So like just yeah. to rephrase that very quick, like we know what we want to implement. There, it's not like I've just improvised those ideas, but it's more like it's hard to describe because of the nature of it right now. Right. Um, right. Because we don't know yet what's priority over the other, right? Is it, is it just a fast right. pace? rewinding uh, gameplay focus or is it like there's an extra narrative on top that's actually going to take over the gameplay right but uh yeah i guess that's uh that answered the question i guess for the asking <laughs> regarding vhs right <laughs> yeah no i mean it definitely does it, it also leads into a few of the other topics that i wanted to to cover because totally um there's there's a good amount of interesting elements that comes with that VHS part mm-hmm. when it comes to being able to, like you said, speed up, to rewind, to be mm-hmm. able to, to fast forward. Um, take me through a little bit of the features or the things that you're trying to implement that the character has or, or that the player has agency to do. So, right, right. The, the main idea behind this is you're, you're you know, running uh, through these strange, uh, like, wiggly buildings i think you call it in the steam page which i love yeah <laughs> we're um, gonna change that to actual buildings at some point because now it's just yeah. a freaking block <laughs> yeah 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 um but i i love wiggly buildings as as the title um wiggly which <laughs> which uh which you're you're running across your your platforming on but then you have mm. these other elements can you talk me a little through kind of what the the player can do in the game other than you know the basic you know run and jump 
Right, so there's a bunch of movement mechanics you, you can do, uh, such as the grappling hook, zip line, uh, and also from the VHS point of view where uh, you can uh, slow motion uh, or maybe fast forward sometimes. But we're still, in that sense, we're still sort of exploring what how much freedom we can give the player because uh -huh. we're almost uh -huh. as if we're creating a game where it feels like split second in the sense of that um, you are going through the level and then mm -hmm. the environment is reacting to what you're doing. So that's why when I say wiggly buildings, the buildings are literally just wiggling and bending and, and twisting and whatever based on what you're doing, right? So that's, a, yeah, so that's like essentially another, I wouldn't say another layer, but it, it's one of the core themes or one of the core gameplay designs, uh, which right. is admittedly way more difficult than the rest because yeah, at the end of the yeah. day, I'm basically saying, hey, we're going to, we're currently creating an AI environment and everyone's yeah. going to be like, what? I'm like, yeah, I know. I don't know what I'm doing. Right. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> so, um, so let me get this straight from, from a, yeah. a gameplay perspective, each person, like, you know, if I play this game and then my buddy plays this game, each playthrough might be a little bit different based on this, this wiggly building concept. Yes. That is the intention, des intention design right now. But that right, can right. change based on budget and scope right yeah, later yeah. on. But that's we're still we're developing the tech behind it, and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's to say the least, it's a bit quite challenging. That's why I'm always yeah, looking I'm sure. for talented people who can just add that, who who can bring that eureka into that um, algorithms and tech behind it, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know a lot of people with wiggly building experience on their resume. So it must be tough. <laughs> I would. I do not either. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. But it's, um, yeah. I, I love the concept, though. I really do, um, because yeah, that like, was one of my questions of like, yeah, is this procedurally generated? Is this changing? Like, what does mm -hmm. it look like for each level? Because it adds a, you know, depending on how you how you implement that and how you get it right, it. Right. adds a layer of potentially replayability for you know forever yes exactly so it's i wouldn't call it so it's not exactly procedural generated levels there are hand they are then of the handcrafted levels but because what we're calling this future as a reactive environment that mm -hmm. will change slightly between one uh walkthrough and another however that's something we'd like to do i'd like to do eventually with psychoveries uh, if it ever you know uh exceeds expect expectations and sales right, and revenue right. to add an endless mod and to add also like custom levels as well right to, to create your own custom levels right, right um yeah so yeah uh, that that's sort of the structure that's sort of the, the the nature of 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 each level per se yeah yeah i mean it's and it's also good to have you know those like right to set expectations these are things that are like the if you uh, do uh, a, a fantastic job with the game and people love it and you get a lot of money to continue pouring into the game, like yeah. it's high pie in the sky type goals, right? But it's always good to have those because then you have this, this jumping board where it's not like, oh, the game did good. What do we do now, right? Like mm -hmm. it's, it's nice that you have those ideas. I'm, I'm hoping that it does do well because I can see a lot of people enjoying that aspect of, you know, the, the build your own levels or the, the uh, replayability aspect to it. 
Mm. Now, mm. I want to ask just from a general perspective, how yes. does how does each level work in the game, right? Like um, the, the level is constantly forming around us. And we're trying to make sure we don't fall to our doom, kind of, I, I think is, yes. is mainly the point. Um, but there's also things like uh, a statement on the scene page around reaching the end of the tunnel before the sun burns out. Is there like a timer you're racing against? Is it just more of like theme that you're putting for that statement? Like how does how does the level work from a, a general perspective? So from a general perspective, uh, starting from the narrative perspective, you're at the end of the day, you're a stunt performer, literally just recording tapes for the director or the, for, the, for, the vo- you know, for the voiceover in order to get the best out of uh, each tape. Right, but from mm-hmm. a gameplay perspective, what you're doing essentially the the court the second to second core loop is that you're jumping and dashing between buildings, and each building's provided uh, different game gameplay mechanics, uh, and so or, or cars or other physics uh, type of sort of thing, uh, and then when you're at, when you're reaching at the very end, you're rewinding back. And then when you rewind and back, the following level would would uh, splash out or would would basically um, create right. It, it would be created right in front of you, if that makes sense. Oh, and so if you you can actually t- see view it in on the scene page on the first in one of the first clips is that you'd see that sort of uh, level changing between one another, and they can change from just changing a couple of buildings angles or so on, or they can change the entire or it can change the entire sort of environment by uh, changing the night sky from like from the sunlight to night sky, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. However, we haven't, I would honestly say we haven't still yet uh, explored the idea of what's the general objective of the game? Why are you trying to reach? Uh, why are you playing this, right? <laughs> right, right, um, right. So well, I would fun. say, yeah, because like I would say like, you want to, Kill some thirty minutes and feel trippy and just <laughs> just have an adrenaline and pumping experience. Then that's the game for you, right? But it doesn't yeah, yeah, really yeah. offer you more than uh, more much to than that as well. Okay, that makes I mean that's still that's still something though. Don't sell yourself right. short. Yeah, but I I think okay, so I think that makes sense. Um, I like the idea of the the rewind feature at the end of each level, kind of then building a new level so that mm-hmm. you can almost prepare yourself for what's to come. Even though, right. um, yes, you know there might be some Just changes based on how that yeah. the the mechanics work with the buildings kind of shifting. Mm-hmm. Um, but is that uh, a little bit of an insight into? Uh, there was something on the Steam page around uh, like no loading times and you know jumping right back into it is that kind of how you got around that because i was thinking of like a lot of the times when people say oh we've gotten rid of loading screens or or, you know like that loading time Mm -hmm. they do something like god of war 2018 where they have this this area where you walk in and you're technically able to play but it's like a waiting screen for for loading to happen is that kind of what you're doing of like you you have it building in front of you so it's almost like a little cutscene rather than a loading screen itself, rather than, you know, just watching a bar tick? Yeah, so that's sort of what what's kind of happening because when you're rewinding, I'm using, like, so basically I'm basically using the level streaming inside Unreal Engine 4. And so mm-hmm. when you're rewinding, I'm doing a bunch of things in order to sort of prepare prepare the the, the computer and obviously the, the game itself to... Uh, to prepare the assets and 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 the triggers and so on for the next level 
And right. from a technical point of view, it's basically if I if I want to put it this way, the entire game is literally laid out right in front of you, but they're all everything is invisible except what you're currently on. <laughs> if that makes sense. Interesting. Okay, so yeah. every asset that would possibly be available is there at all times, but then just either you know appears, disappears for that specific run. Yes, and of, of course there would there will be like essentially uh, animation transitions and so on to that mm -hmm. create, give mm -hmm. give that better effect instead of like bam invisible visible ah, <laughs> right <laughs> right so, right yeah okay okay is that is that um this is more of a technical question but is is that tough on you know uh like a processor just to to have all of those assets in it a is. level at one given time yeah okay that's what i was thinking yeah. <laughs> is like, that must be a bit of a struggle to have everything there always yeah yeah, so there's definitely like a couple of things we're doing right now in order to sort of uh, minimize uh, as much as possible any um, frame drops by frame drops because when right. you have a bunch of things to load suddenly after unloading a couple of things suddenly as well you've got that sort of a sudden not not spike yeah uh, that sudden FPS FPS drop right so yeah um, from a technical point of view it's not a perfect system yet we're still optimizing and we're still sort of uh, struggling to actually. Um, <laughs> get it perfectly as it should be, but I'm sure, I'm sure there's always going to be an answer and there's always going to be like other dirty tricks somewhere inside Unreal where we can yep, <laughs> make it happen, yep. essentially. Yeah, I'm, I'm confident you'll find a way. Um, you mentioned 30 minutes. Is that how long you, you know, generally think you're trying to shoot for with uh, uh, what game play time length will be? No, I think we're, we're going to go for... Uh, Somewhere between two hours and four hours. I think that would be okay. sort of an ideal. Yeah, it's a good chunk uh, of time. Yeah. 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 Uh, hopefully with also a lot of replayability value would be up there because of the fact that the environment is reactive. So there's right. always going to be a bit of difference uh, between playing each level and another. And at the same time, I'm assuming that you're not going to be really good at it right from the beginning, right? <laughs> so you're going <laughs> yeah, to sure. just a bunch of times, right? <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Uh, and that that would obviously some add up a bit to the gameplay, uh, but the overall would the target essentially at least what I'm pitching <laughs> is between two to four hours. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a good chunk of time. Uh, I'm I'm a sucker for uh, more concise games just because I I don't have as much time as I did when I was a kid. So I'm same. into it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally the same. But like I I just can't seem to find myself spending more than a uh, couple of hours on a game because when i get back to it days or months later i'm like shit what happened last time right <laughs> i know yeah it's it's a big struggle if you don't have as much time to try and go back and be like oh no i don't remember where any of these buttons are i don't remember yeah, right? <laughs> what i was doing in this story like big expansive exactly. rpgs are uh tough now <laughs> quite the investment yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, well, Lee, I, I just want to thank you so much for your time. Uh, I'd like yeah, to wrap up this awesome. show with one final question, which I always ask mm -hmm. uh, the individuals who come on here. But it's just for general advice. It's for people who, you know, want to get into the indie space or maybe are, are you know, fairly new into it. But 
um, you've you've been doing this for for a few years now. You're uh, yeah. at the point where you're trying to you know get that funding. You're trying to to work more on the game. I'm sure you've learned uh, some things along the way, and you're at a good point right now in in you know your process where uh, you're probably dealing with a lot of the 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 hardships of of building a game, right? Yeah. Um. So what what would you say to yourself? Maybe if you could look back from when you first started. Uh, what's some advice that you would give yourself on whatever it might be? Don't get into game dev. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, that's, nah, the, nah. that's the solution to all your problems. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, at the end of the day, we love making games, right? So um, I, nothing like my advice is that keep on learning. Literally try to keep on learning literally every single day try to network as much as possible, talk to people as much, as much as possible. Uh, always try to get mentored in one way or another because when you're just about to start out, you have so much to learn. You have so much incredible amount of knowledge in many different disciplines. And those disciplines you can be weak at and some of them you can be strong at. So you have to sort of cover, you have to sort of understand that Hey, I'm not gonna never gonna be as good at. I'm never gonna be that good in my weaknesses. So I'd rather surround myself with the right people to cover that sort of weaknesses, essentially. Uh, mm-hmm. If that makes mm-hmm. sense, right? And so, and from a technical point of view, uh, get into any engine right now. It really doesn't matter. I would I would personally recommend Unreal because you know obviously, right? But <laughs> get into <laughs> any engine right now. Um, open, the, just start doing any tutorial, create game jams, uh, participate in game jams, participate in game dev Discord servers, um, and just create, 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 create until you have you feel like you've got the ability to actually create a much, the game that you want to create. Because it's not going to be right. the first game you're going to create, right? Uh, right, yeah. It's, it's far fetch. I mean, Psychoverse City was not... <laughs> the game i was like i want to create this right it was more like um hey i just started this out uh i'm gonna try start build quite a portfolio and soccer city was the first option and then a bunch of problems happened from financing to living in lebanon (laughs) with all the problems (laughs) of lebanon uh that ended up such delay but the point is um yeah just uh keep on creating keep on learning and keep on talking with people. Yeah, I love yeah. it. For those listening, Psychoverse City is currently in development. So if any of this sounded interesting to you, go head over to their Steam page, wishlist the game, make sure it does help the developer. And whenever the game comes out, you will be notified. So yes, it's please. a win-win. <laughs> uh, once again, thank you so much for joining today, Lee. Yeah, thank you so much, Josh. I had a, uh, I had a blast uh, talking with you today. I'm glad. Take care. Yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye.